If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call Tip Today on 1-800-938-007. Now, speaking to uh, Detective Sergeant uh, Declan O'Carroll a little earlier on, but we have an addition um, to what we spoke about because uh, Gardaí are appealing for anybody who may have seen or noticed anything suspicious in Parkmore Heights in Ross Gray yesterday evening. Uh, sometime after 7pm, seemingly, a house was entered tr- uh, through the front and a number of items were stolen. And the Gardaí are asking anybody who may have witnessed anything or anybody suspicious in that area to, con- uh, to contact Nina Guard Station. OK, so that's Parkmore Heights in Ross Grey just after 7pm yesterday. All right, then, it's time for gardening. Delighted to be joined, as usual, by Alton Nesbeth of Centenary Home and Garden. Good morning to you, Alton. Good morning, Frank. Good to talk to you today. You're going to talk to us a little bit about rockeries and perennials to uh, plant now for for a bit of colour, I suppose, Alton. Yeah, and really, uh, like this time of year, the rockeries, rockery plants and, and perennials really come into their own. And and they're, they're a fantastic plant, really, because um, they're so hardy and uh, they tend to self-seed and come up in little crevices and, uh, you know, they, they spread quite easily and just give such an array of colours throughout the garden as well. So I like I like things like you know, the Arbretias, the Arabis, or the Allison saxophiles. These are lovely rockery perennials that will tend to... Uh, you, you often see them cascading down over, over rocks, mm. or even on walls and things like that. Um, and they give a great, great colour. Now, this, they're so easy to grow. I mean, even if you get packs of seed of them and throw and grow them, uh, they, they'll come up quite well. But I, I we have um, quite a large selection of lovely rockery perennials in stock now at the moment. Now, things like... Um, uh, the Arbretias, as I say, these are almost, they're almost going to be really three foot in length, like they, they cascade down three foot. Um, let's say if you have a dry stone wall, um, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll cascade down. So you can plant them through the crevices of the wall and they'll grow quite happily in that and will we, self-seed down mm. along the wall as well. And how do you go about that, ultimately? Yeah, well, well, what I tend to do with, with the dry stone wall, I get a, a little bit of topsoil, something like this, the uh, multi-purpose multi, um, with added John Innes compost mm. and put that into the crevices of the, of, of, of the, the wall, dry stone wall and then plant your, your plants, your, your aquilegias, your alcum saxophile, your, your saxophages, even a thing called aquilegia. Now, the aquilegia is like, the, like a bishop's cap. Um, it has this, uh, quite a, a lovely, delicate-type flower that hangs upside down. And have this almost like a bishop's hat uh, 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 shape to the flower. Yes. Um, and these are quite, these come in a variety of colours as well. But they're lovely, delicate type flowers that we've loved in pink and white and yellow and blue as well. There's lovely kind of purpley blue um, one that you can get with a white eye. Uh, and they're they're quite nice uh, to put into through the crevices of, of the wall. Also, to have things that will come into flower right through the whole summer, like the lovely dianthus. And now the dianthus are like, like the little pink carnations, mm. the, the buttonhole carnations, I, I call them. And they have lovely scent off them as well. Um, uh, and um, they're quite a, quite a hardy plant as well. A thing called campanula, um, the, the blue campanula, the bell uh, flower it's called. And these have lovely blue flowers. Um, again, if you put those uh, into uh, the crevices of the wall, they'll come into full bloom as well. And very, very easy plants to grow. You often see them growing by the coast of Ireland as well. They have these lovely um, things called Ameria saxatile. It's, it's um, uh, Ameria citrus, which is lovely, almost like drumstick flowers, um, with lovely pink flowers or white flowers on them. And they grow, grow, quite, grow quite happily as well. Dwarf um, uh, tulips, which would be nice as well, just to mix in with a few uh, spring bulbs. Tulips, I think called Fritillaria as well, which would be quite nice as well. 
um, or even something called stashes. It's a lamb's ears. And this is almost, when you touch the leaf of it, it's almost like touching a lamb's ear. It's almost this kind of, mm. almost a really woolly, woolly type leaf off it, which is really nice. Lovely silver foliage as well. And, and a lot of those plants you can have that have different different foliage, foliage as well as um, uh, different coloured flowers as well. Again, they don't need that much um, soil. Um, and they do like um, a dry, rocky, rocky area. So this is why they grow naturally up in the Alps, in, in, in the Rockies. Very good. And what about uh, dividing um, and lifting these uh, perennials as well? Yeah. Now, um, this is a great time of year is to look at your, your herbaceous perennial plants. Now, things like your hostas um, or even your peony roses, mm. um, um, uh, your gladioli or, or even the, the uh, crocosma lucifer um, and um, also uh, the rebecchias, things that you can lift and divide now that, we, that you can spread throughout your whole garden so that you have um, a, a much better display of flowers uh, throughout the garden. So, again, all of these plants are starting to, to emerge. Uh, they're starting to sprout up. So especially with the, um, the hostages, you'll find these kind of almost like spear-like um, growth coming up from, from the base of it. And this is the time to lift and divide them. So try and get as much of a, a root ball as possible uh, around the, the stool of, of the, uh, the um, hosta and lift it and get a sharp uh, spade and, and, and divide that. Now, with one, one um, stool, you probably get about five plants out of it. Oh. So you can d- divide it by five um, and then uh, transplant them. Uh, again, tra- transplants in the same depth as what they were at, so just below the soil surface. Um, again, giving really good watering after after transplanting them. It's ideal as well if you can give them just a sulfate potash, just a fistful of sulfate potash at the base of the plants. That would just give them a really good start again. Now, a lot of the, the taller um, herbaceous perennials, things like the delphiniums or the, the foxgloves, things like that, um, it's good to um, give a plant support around those as they grow up. Um, they can grow grow through this uh, plant support to give them support because um, you don't want them um, getting caught in the wind and snapping the the, the, the branches because they are a little bit delicate. So again, give them a, a plant support, either bamboo cane or you can get these herbaceous perennial um, plant supports to push above them. Um, and as they grow, it supports them from any, any wind damage. Very good. Uh, Geraldine was on to us uh, from Nina. I love some of the uh, names of plants. She said, what should I do with a pot of angel wings that was badly damaged by frost? It has some good leaves on it, says Geraldine. Yeah, the, the angel wings is a lovely thing. It's almost like the stashies. The, the, that's almost like a um, uh, uh, lamb's ear uh, look on it. Yeah. Um, it has this lovely silver foliage. Now, the angel wings are a little bit sensitive to frost. So it's very important to have those plants in the summer where it's um, uh, sunny and dry. Uh, situation really so well-drained um, soil uh, in a sunny position is sheltered from from um, any frost as well so re- usually at the base of a wall is ideal for them um, now the thing about the, the lamb here if you has got damaged by frost um, just take away any of the damage or or, or die back on the foliage of of the the, um, the, the angel wings to remove that uh, as much as possible that will, that will encourage it to produce more shoots at the very, very base of the plant and, and bring it on quite well. Um, again, a little bit of gravel just along the top part of, of the angel wings. That will help in drainage so there's no moisture or rot um, uh, at the top of the plant. So a little bit of gravel, just uh, top dressing uh, on the top of the angel wings. That will protect it from any cold weather as well, oh. but also uh, give good drainage at the top of the plant. That's a very good tip indeed. Um, a listener says, I planted daffodils and tulip bulbs um, a week ago. Will they flower this year or is it too late? Um, you, will, you will get a certain amount of flowers from it, 
but not the display that you want. Really, uh, it's much better to plant your tulips uh, really between September and, and um, uh, March really, is trying to get them in uh, as early as you can, mm. really in early, early, late, late autumn really is, is a good time to do it. But um, if, if you just plant them now, you will get a certain amount of display, but not 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 the, to the quality that you want. So really be, it to be next year that you'll get the full benefit from it. All right. Um, if you cut down a large tree, um, should you paint it with something to stop it growing again? I think you spoke to us about this a month ago. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. What, what we'd have is a thing called root out. Um, it, it's, a, it's a roundup rump stump killer that you put onto the stump of the, of, of the tree. And this will, will rot the whole root system for you. So it stops it from re-sprouting. Things like, so if you have elder or, or even um, uh, a sanducus, or even uh, another thing called um, uh, elum. Uh, if you cut them down to the very basic, they tend to re-sprout again from the very, very base of the tree, and you don't really want that coming up all over the place. So especially to put down a roundup stump killer onto the stump of the, the um, tree, and that will, will get rid of any, any sprouts that may come up during the springtime. Uh, I know you've dealt with this a number of times, but would you fly through it from me, for me? Because a listener says, um, I'm cutting the grass today. How should I tackle the moss problem? That's uh, a listener in uh, Ross Gray. Yeah, with, with um, moss and lawn, um, and it's really prevalent this time of the year, mm. you know, the moss tends to, tends to uh, take over. So it's a good idea it's just to raise your arm up high doing, doing a tip more on the lawn just to expose the moss, first of all, and then do a dressing up the hydra it's a green force hydra weed feed and moss killer. Um, as, and this is granulated. So if you have a lawn spreader, set it to number three and just spread that over the lawn nice and evenly. And now that takes about uh, three weeks for that to work in it. So allow, keep the lawn more high for about three weeks, allowing the, the, the hydra weed feed and moss killer to work in, in on the moss. And that will, will tend to, the moss will tend to disappear. And uh, there's a fertilizer in that as well that allows the grass to thicken up in those kind of patch areas where the moss has been. So again, use the, the Hygia weed feed and moss killer. Okay, Hygia. Would you just spell the, spell that for us? Yeah, the, the, the Hygia is H-Y-G-E-I-A. And mm. it comes in a 15 kg bag and that would do about 750 square metres. All right. Uh, an interesting one. We planted heathers in June or July of last year. They didn't grow in size at all, and they now seem to be dead. I'm just wondering what we did wrong. We dug holes, we placed the contents of the pot all in the hole. We were watering it, but we were told we didn't need it to do so, so we stopped after about two months. Well, with heathers, if they drought at all, they don't recover. They're, they're very fussy that way, so you really have to keep watering them well for the first year just to, to get them settled in. And then they'll, they'll, they'll uh, transplant quite easily. So really the whole thing with heathers as well is always planting in an ericaceous compost at all possible. Now, they are lime-tolerant heathers. Um, this is the erica carnius. But you also have Debestia or, or Coluna varieties that are more acidic plants. And they, they definitely need um, uh, an ericaceous compost when you're planting them in, in, into that. Um, and as well as when you are washing them, try and use rainwater as much as possible. You don't want any lime in the water. So use some uh, rainwater at all possible to wash them well. Um, and also uh, to get them really started quite well is um, an ericaceous feed, something like the, the question of iron or, or, or um, rhododendron azalea feed, uh, a liquid feed o- over the, the plant. 
and that gives them a really good start. So it's much better to plant headers, let's say, in the fall of the, the year. So always in the autumn time is a good time to, to plant your headers so that they don't dry out and they get a much better start then right through the winter months into the spring. Right. So they were given incorrect information when they were told not to water them. Yeah, they really should water them yeah. well because really our, uh, our headers, um, are once, once they get, go beyond a certain point of, of drought, uh, they don't recover, they, they, they don't um, take tr- quite well. Um, so it's much imp- very important. Because headers, I mean, they do grow in kind of boggy ground, mm. you know, in, mm. in, 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 in wetland areas. So it's very important to have them moist as much as possible to give them a really good start. Right. A listener wants to know, is there a kind of varnish to be put on a new concrete yard to stop it going green with what? With moss, I suppose, and stuff, yeah? Uh, with, with the, there is sealant um, uh, 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 that you can put on onto um, uh, paved areas. Uh, it's a sealant uh, spray that you put over, over the, the um, uh, concrete path or, or um, uh, on paving, um, and that, that's a sealant uh, spray. Now, normally with this time of the year, you will get an awful lot of green algae and moss growing, especially in shaded areas or where it's very, very damp mm. or, or uh, shaded by the house. That, that's not getting much, much sunlight on it, uh, that you get an awful lot of green algae growing on it. Now, what I tend to use is a thing called, it's a tip-top um, uh, uh, path clear. Um, and that's a, it's a pink, comes in a pink um, uh, five-liter uh, drum, and it's, it's about um, 16 euros for it. Now, and use one liter to five liters water and spray that over the whole area. And that will get rid of any um, algae or moss that's on your tarmac atom or even on your path as well. Very good. Somebody wondering about a feed uh, for house plants that are turning yellow. Uh, the best feed for, for um, house plants is, is the, the baby bio. Um, houseplant food, okay? And now all you want is about two or three drops into the saucer uh, of the, the houseplant. Um, and uh, again, let's take it up uh, capillary um, from the base of the, the pot up. Um, so always fill the, the saucer up water and then t- two or three drops of, of the um, baby biofeed into that and that will green it up quite well. Now we also have, if, if, if it's very bleached, if the, the foliage of the plant is very bleached looking, um, you can get sequestered environs uh, sachets um, and you can put the sachet into the saucer and that will, will green up the foliage quite well for you. So the sequestered environs sachets are quite good or the baby bio uh, plant food. John bought a mature holly tree uh, nine years ago. It cost him €150 Euro at the time. He said when I bought it, it was full of berries, but no berries since I planted it. Yeah, um, hollies are, are they're either male or female. There's, there's one variety that will have two, two male and female on, on the one mm. hand. This is Jesse Van Tal varieties. But um, uh, you also you, you all normally get um, just either a male or a female. Now, when he got the, the plant, it was probably it was probably among several other um, hollies. So that's why he got good pollination. So it's very important to have another variety uh, with it. Um, to, to get good pollination. So I always, spend, if you have um, uh, Ilex, uh, JC, uh, Ilex Aquifolium um, uh, Silver Queen, that, and the Silver Queen is, is the um, male, and um, Ilex Golden King then is the female. So it's very important to have the, the Silver Queen and the Golden King uh, together so you have plenty of berries. That's a very interesting uh, concept, isn't it? Are, are many 
trees like that that they're yeah. either male or female? And... Uh, there is. There, there, a lot of them are, are like that, actually. Yeah. So that's why you, you have to have them. It's almost like in, in, a, in an orchard as well. It's very important to have another variety. Let's say, let's say like the cooking apple, for instance, mm. is a triploid. So you need two other varieties to cross-pollinate it. Uh, so that you get good good cropping from it. That's why um, a lot of the uh, more fancy trees would have about three or four varieties on the one tree, grafted onto the one tree, so that you'd have uh, three, or, three or four varieties on the one tree, so you get good good, good pollination that way. Very interesting. A listener has two 15-year-old Turia trees. Mm-hmm. They were green, now turning brown. Is there anything that can be done about this? Yeah, with uh, two years, they get a thing called uh, phytophthora. It's, it's, it's like a fungus that attacks the root system. And then they suddenly go start going brown. You have one that will go, will go brown and then three or four that will be perfect. And then another one that will go brown in a row. Um, so it's very important to use thing called magnesium salt at the base of your two years. Um, just a fistful of that magnesium salt at the very base. Of it. That will give it um, much more vigour and, and gives it more disease resistance to uh, phytophthora uh, attack at the root system. So uh, magnesium salt, a good feed of that at the base of the two emeralds um, will, will revive them back. Now, a lot of the needles uh, will be gone burnt orange on you. So just shake them all off as much as possible or prune back to where there is good growth. And that will encourage uh, healthier growth again. During the dry spells, especially in the middle of May, um, it's very important to water the trees quite well uh, with, uh, with rainwater, if at all possible. But magnesium salt at the base of the trees will revive them. All right. So great to talk to you and uh, happy gardening, Alton. Thank you. Alton Elizabeth there of Centenary Home and Garden. That's it for me. Emma produced Ali, looks after her content. Stephen is on the way with the Time Tunnel. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Look after yourselves, won't you? Bye bye. Tip today with Fran Curry With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. The Time.